0: we Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Burrow podcast here on the TBR Media Network. My name is Jared, your host for the day, and we have got a very special episode for you. It's not too special in terms of any big grandiose thing, but there are a lot of solid news stories, and we're going to be covering the SAG Awards leading up to the 95th Academy Awards on the 12th. We don't have very long to go. We have about nine days as it stands until we get there as of recording this. And so really like the race has tightened and it's become clear who the key front runners are And it's also clear through all of awards season that everything, everywhere, all at once is a juggernaut of a film and not to be taken lightly. And so I can't wait to get into all of that. Uh, Obviously, E.E.A.O. has made SAG history uh, with the most nominations per film. And clearly, like, you know, the awards season has always been something that I've taken Um, A liking to and I've taken an interest in but this year has been so good and I think it's because the pool of films that we have to choose from and that we've been talking about and that have been in conversation are really solid on their own merit and so it's really exciting to talk all of that and we'll do that later in the episode and of course we've got our uh, what's new to streaming or what to watch we've got our box office projection and then we've got a few news stories. So, without further ado, why don't we get into the news?
1: If you'd like to support our show, consider joining the crew by subscribing to our Patreon. Every dollar counts towards commission for our contributors and improving our network. Membership to our Patreon grants you different perks depending on what part of the crew you opt into. If you're someone who likes behind-the-scenes content, our director's crew has access to a close friends group on Instagram, as well as a special Discord server. Meanwhile, the producer crew is gifted discounted merch codes and exclusive video discussions, reviews, and vlogs. For the executive producers that go above and beyond, we send a little care package their way to say thanks. Whether you're looking to gain early access to video content or listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Close Up, you can find it all on our Patreon page. Membership is a critical metric that we use to indicate the success of our network. We know that we can count on you for some support. Head over to patreon.com slash Media to sign up. TBR Media is... Your movie refuge.
0: This week's headlines come from The Verge, Deadline, Variety, and Collider. Over the last two decades, Blumhouse Productions has made a name for itself in the world of horror, working on films like Paranormal Activity, Get Out, and more recently, Megan. Now, the company is expanding into the world of video games. The new division is simply called Blumhouse Games, and it will be focused on original, horror-themed games for console, PC, and mobile audiences. Essentially, Blumhouse will be acting as a publisher of sorts, working with indie developers on projects with budgets below $10 million. There is a unique opportunity for horror and genre in the indie game space, said Zach Wood, who will serve as president of the new division. Following his Oscar-nominated role in Minari, the scene-stealing part in Nope, Steven Yun is continuing to show his range as he is now looking to add a Marvel movie to his resume. Sources tell Deadline exclusively that Yun is set to join Marvel Studios' Thunderbolts in a part that is not only significant to this film, but could also play a role going forward in the future films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He joins an ensemble that was announced during Disney's D23 event last year that includes Florence Pugh, Sebastian Stan, David Harbour, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Wyatt Russell, and Hannah John Kamen as Ghost. The film will currently release on July 26th, 2024. In other casting news, Jack Kessie has been cast as Hellboy in the reboot, The Crooked Man. Kessie is best known for playing Black Tom in Deadpool 2 and for movies 12 Strong and Baywatch, as well as series Claws and The Strain*. Finally, let's talk some box office projection. Creed 3 is set to knock down Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania with a 36 million plus debut. Creed 3, which Michael B. Jordan directed in his feature filmmaking debut is projected to earn a trilogy best of 36 million to 40 million from just over 4,000 North American theaters in its opening weekend. Those ticket sales will be easily enough to defeat Disney's superhero tentpole Ant-Man 3, which looks to add another $16 million to $19 million in its third weekend of release. So far, the comic book adventure has grossed $170 million domestically and $366 million globally. Just this past weekend, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, may have stayed atop the domestic box office charts in its sophomore outing with an estimated $32 million, but the real superhero of the weekend was Universal's high-concept genre pick Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth Banks, opening to a, a whopping $23.1 million after stealing away younger adults, and particularly males, from the Ant-Man 3 Ant-Man 3 also fell 69% in North America, the worst decline ever for a title in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after eclipsing Black Widow's 67.8% drop. Ant-Man 3 opened to $124 million over the four-day President's Weekend including a franchise best in the Ant-Man trilogy at $106 million for the three days. Poor word of mouth is clearly hurting the movie, but we will see how everything shapes up this weekend when Creed 3 releases nationwide. And that concludes your last week's news update.
1: Have you checked out our YouTube channel yet? That's where we upload video reviews of the latest TV shows and movies, stream gaming content on occasion, and recently, we've started doing in-depth video essay analysis. We have a goal to reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and we need your help to get there. We'd like to celebrate by doing something special for all of our subscribers if we hit this goal. And we'll rely on you to help decide what we end up doing. To find us, simply search At The Borough Media on YouTube. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a like and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. TBR Media is your movie refuge.
0: All right, and we are just going to cover some brief SAG Award mentions here because really this was the last award show before we reach the Academy Awards next Sunday, and so it's important to kind of go over these things, kind of let you know where I think the state of the race is. Um, More and more, you know, looking at how many awards Everything Everywhere All at Once has won over the course of the last few months, I think it's clear that we have a best, Best Picture winner, that not only is Everything Everywhere All at Once, but... You know, uh, Kate Blanchett's odds at at getting best lead actress uh, is becoming more and more slim every day in favor of Michelle Yeoh. Uh, And so it's really interesting to see how that dynamic has shifted. Um, You know, I will just say over the course of the last few months, also seeing the Banshees of Anna Sharon win a lot more awards than I initially thought it would win after seeing the film has also been really really interesting to kind of watch unfold but again i i want to reiterate something that i brought up before in the fact that these films all of them have something to add to the discussion of filmmaking and of media in 2022 and 2023 and so this has been one of the most i think pleasant award seasons just because no matter what inevitably wins We have so many good films to look forward to. And if you haven't seen any of them, I recommend that you do so. I'd started All Quiet on the Western Front, and I'm still in the process of finishing it. But after I watch that, I will have seen the majority of everything that we're going to take part in at the Academy Awards. And I've just had a really pleasant experience watching all of these films for the first time and really taking in all that they have to offer because, again, this is one of the strongest lineups that we've had in recent memory. Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, was the big winner at uh, last Sunday night's 29th uh, Screen Actor Guild Awards. Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Lead Actress and Best Supporting Actress, respectively, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and their Co-star Kiwi Kwan was also a winner, noting that he is now the first Asian actor to win the SAG Award for Best Supporting Male when accepting his award. Brendan Fraser won Best Lead Actor for The Whale, and on the TV side, the cast of Abbott Elementary was named Best Comedy Series Ensemble, while The White Lotus, a cast, won for Best TV Drama Series Ensemble. The White Lotus scored another win uh, for Jennifer Coolidge, who was named Best Actress in a Drama Series, while Ozark star Jason Bateman was named the Best Drama Series Actor. Jean Smart, who recently revealed that she is recovering from a heart procedure, won Best Actress in a Comedy Series for Hacks, and her co-star Christopher McDonald accepted the award on her behalf. Jeremy Allen White won for his Best Actor in a Comedy Series for The Bear, and other winners were announced in the categories of Best Male and Female Actor in a TV movie or limited series, uh, which went to Sam Elliott for 1883 and Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy. Heading into the ceremony, The Banshees of Inna Sharon and Everything Everywhere All at Once topped this year's nominations with five nods each, including the top category of Best Cast. The SAG Awards aired live on Netflix's YouTube channel, from the Fairmont Century Plaza in Los Angeles, winners were voted on by over 120,000 SAG-AFTRA members. And I do just want to note, too, that uh, Top Gun Maverick won outstanding action performances by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. So some much-needed recognition for Top Gun Maverick and just how great that movie truly was. But overall, those were the awards that were given out at sag and again, it was the 29th annual ceremony. Uh the SAG Awards are really unique and it kind of tells you how your peers, if you're an actor, really feel about you. So, like, for instance, you know, Brendan Fraser had this really emotional speech, and so did Kiwi Kwan, for that matter. And and both actors, you know, kind of emulated the sort of uh thankfulness to their peers for recognizing their talents and I got to imagine that, you know, separate from the Academy, if you're if you're a SAG member and you're an actor and you get voted for the top awards, the top acting awards at the ceremony, that just means that your peers and everyone that you've looked up to prior recognizes your talents. And that's got to feel so good compared to some of the other awards like the Golden Globes, Uh, Or even maybe even the Oscars for the actors, just because to to have that support from your peers means the world. And I know that, you know, if I were directing or acting or writing and I had the support and the recognition of the people that I work with and collaborate with daily, that would mean the world to me. So it's got to feel real good. And congrats to everyone who won their award. Uh, we will see where ultimately the Academy Award stacks up in just a few days here. So stay tuned for that.
1: I know at this point, you've heard a lot about our website, burrowmedia.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review on your latest project, we've got you covered. Simply search theborowmedia.com in your website browser, and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we want to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. TVR Media is your movie refuge.
0: And I'm sure you're all wondering what you can watch this weekend, the weekend of the 3rd, and boy do we have some heavy hitters. First off, we have The Mandalorian Season 3 on Disney+. It premiered on March 1st. Um, before you watch this, you might want to catch up on The Book of Boba Fett, which was basically Mando Season 2.5. But nonetheless, it has returned, and it's getting very positively received. Then on Prime Video, we have Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, a successful rock band in the 1970s is torn apart because of rocky relationships between some of its members. No, this is not a biopic of Fleetwood Mac, though author Taylor Jenkins Reid certainly took a page from their story for her novel. Adapted into a limited series, Daisy Jones and the Six follows a rise and epic fall of an iconic band fronted by charismatic lead singers Daisy Jones and Billy Dunn. And this premiered on March 3rd, so you can watch that later tonight. Chris Rock's special, Selective Outrage, is on Netflix. We don't often cover the world of stand-up comedy, but this special will probably hit a little bit different. No, we're not talking about the slap, though we bet Rock will bring that up. Chris Rock's Netflix special is the streaming service's first live event. Yes, Netflix, which has only offered on-demand content, is realizing all the best streaming services have taken a page out of linear TV with live programming. In the event, Rock's second Netflix comedy show will start at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on March 4th. In addition, Netflix will offer pre- and post-shows featuring a whole crew of people to talk about All the special has to offer. And again, you can stream that at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on March 4th, only on Netflix. On HBO, we have Perry Mason Season 2 streaming on March 6th. And on Hulu, we have History of the World Part 2. And for those of you who like reality TV, or at least some that like reality TV, Perfect Match has been a wildly chaotic show um, on Netflix. It's a reality TV show. It's kind of a lot like Too Odd to Handle, although you can kind of pair up and match up with anyone you want. Physical contact is allowed. But the thing that makes it unique is if you are someone who watches a lot of reality TV and you watch a lot of Netflix reality TV, they take you know their contestants from all across their different shows. So there are people from The Mole. There are people from Love is Blind. There are people from uh, Sexy Beast. There are people... Uh, from all the different Netflix shows, Too Hot to Handle, of course. And you kind of get paired with all of these people that you're familiar with, which makes it even more interesting because you already have somewhat of a parasocial relationship attached to them. So I recommend that. uh, Part 2 just dropped um, on the 28th, I believe. So they split that season into two parts as well, which I think, you know, taking a page out of linear TV, once again, Netflix is starting to realize that you kind of need to scatter things out a little bit more tactfully just to make sure that you can keep people's attention for longer than a week. Nonetheless, uh, that is what you have to stream. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast. I am glad to be back. I took a month off. Ren did her thing had two wonderful episodes of the Into the Borough podcast for Black History Month. Uh, really important discussions were had, you know, what 2B what TV is doing to kind of amplify Black voices and Black creators, among with the successes of shows like Abbott Elementary. I think all of that is such important discussion and it's important to have it in award season specifically, you know, to keep people on their toes and to keep pushing for more representation and in the right direction. So I wanted to thank you all for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it. Without further ado, we are signing off for this week. We will see you next week right here on the Into the Borough podcast. Thank you, everyone, and take care.